Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by my panel this week, Liz Batchelor and Katie Midwinter, as we preview the return of the flat. It's the Lincoln meeting at Doncaster and also as well we'll be taking in a few races from Kempton. But before we get our teeth stuck into the action, let's see how everyone is. Liz, I'll come to you here first. I know you've got a really big soft spot for the um for the flat are you looking forward to the weekend i am actually it's just this yeah just this time of year as we were talking about just before it's just a really weird time of year where you get your national hunt still going on then you get your flat this weekend and we go to aintree and then there's um why can't i think of the punches town festival at the end of april and then it's pretty much flat for the next kind of five or six months but um yeah i'm looking forward to it yeah hopefully uh we can get some early winners from the flat season and how about you katie you in good form yeah i'm good thank you uh, it is a bit of a weird time because we've got the big meetings and national hunt to look forward to as liz was saying um, I think it takes a bit of time to warm up back into the flat season. So uh, we'll see how it goes this weekend. Uh, but a lot of these will be running first time out and maybe a few uh, for the tracker there for, for future races in the summer. Yeah, you made a good point there. It's definitely one uh, one meeting to probably get the notebooks out. And the first race we're going to look at is probably where you want your notebook. It's the 150 at Doncaster. It's a Potomac Network, EBF, Brockles, B-Stakes. Uh, first time out two-year-olds here. Absolute minefield. We have no form to go on whatsoever. We just have pedigrees, connections, colours, draws. That's all we've got. But we're going to give it a whirl. So Valdero is your favourite at fifteen to eight. Um, we then got Loaded Gun at five to one. Indication Cool at six to one. Sankari at twelves. Old Chums at fourteens. Equiat at sixteens. And bigger are the rest. Liz, I'll come to you here first. Amaration have got the favourite. They took it last year uh, with Persian Force. Do we think they're going to get uh, a winner on the board here? Well. As we were saying, it's race for two-year-olds. They're out for the very first time. And for people asking how you can make a selection on zero form, you have to do a bit of digging into the horse's breeding, plus the usual trainer jockey strike rate, especially with two-year-olds, um, which is tricky, to say the least. And any late market movers, which I won't have the benefit from on this Thursday evening. Um, but um, Valadero does look a good candidate. Out of Star Spangled Banner and fifth. Fiantac, who was half-sister to a Group 3 winner. Not much I can add, but I'm sure this will give some indication to some future group horses. Previous winners include Group 2 July Stakes winner Persian Force and listed Windsor Castle Stakes at Royal Ascot Chipotle. Yeah, it has been a good two-year-old race in recent years. And Amma Racing as well, they've poured a lot of money into the game the last couple of years and they've been very precocious with their two-year-olds they had a lot of two-year two-year-old winners uh first time out last season so liz is going to side with valdero how about you katie this isn't a race that i'd have a bat in unless there was one at a big price that i could maybe have a, a small double each way um because you never know what's going to happen with these two-year-olds first time out you don't know how they're going to react to being on a race course in the stores etc but there were a few that caught my eye when i was looking through their their pedigree um, the first one was Old Chums by Kodiak. Stan was a listed winner um, and won on soft ground as well. So maybe Old Chums will like the, the testing conditions that 
we may have at uh, Doncaster. I think it's soft, heavy in places at the moment. Sankari has the lowest draw of all, um, which could be problematic, but is by Ribchester. I quite like his progeny uh, over these shorter trips. And uh, Sankari's dam, Sankari Royale, was unlucky not to be placed in a Group 3, actually, when she was running. Uh, she's out with a Group 1 winning sprinter, so he could perhaps be one to watch in the field. And I have a real spot for Memas as a stallion. He produces some really speedy types. And his daughter, Bellachi, runs here. Her dam won her first race as a two-year-old. Um, and this filly is a granddaughter to a Group 1 winner uh, over a further trip. So there's a few there to look out for. Bellachi is 20 to 1. Sankari, 12 to 1. Maybe would have a, a tiny dabble each way on them. Okay, so a couple of bigger prices to look out for from Katie. The one I'm going to put up, no idea if it's any good, but it's part-time Britain for David Evans and Ben Curtis. David Evans um, normally does quite well with his two-year-olds, and part-time Britain represents colours that uh, tried to maybe land a little bit of a touch uh, in this race last year. They had a horse called a Valley Cat. It was 66-1 to 1 about an hour before the race. Um, and then if you watch the market, there was a big market move for it. I think it went from uh, 66 to 1 to 7 to 1 in the space of about 20 minutes. So it's interesting that the connections are represented again. And yeah, it's going to be one I think uh, we could get a few market moves. There's already a few that have been nibbled. Part-time Britain has been nibbled. He's 18 to 1, uh, was earlier 25. We've got Dodie's impact as well. He was big as 40 to 1. He's now 18 to 1 on my screen at the current time recording. So yeah, this, this market could definitely change as we get closer to post time so that's the brockles be covered we now move on to the 225 where we got the potemps network spring mile handicap bit more like it this time we've got some form to get our teeth stuck into so hopefully we can uh, find the winner for you here the market looks like this it's bolton Mill boy at 15 to 2 we then got isla k at 8 to 1 arthur's realm at 10s along with broken spear and the gatekeeper zozzy misses also 10s dirty old town is 12s harleswell dukes 14s and bigger are the rest katie i'll come to you here first um there's quite a few in here that you could give a, a shout to but who did you like well, I was looking at Isla Kai as he was a bit of a cliff horse for me last season. He's very inconsistent and he couldn't get his head in front at all um, in the last campaign. And I think he's difficult to trust and he's short enough in the market here for me at eight to one. I thought the gatekeeper um, was interesting. He's quite unexposed off a mark of 92, could be capable of showing further improvement and the high draw, it could be beneficial. Um, but the one that I really like is Broken Spear. I think the ground will suit. He has form closely tied with a horse that I love in Zip, um, who's rated 90. Drawn 14, Billy Lofnane claims £5. Uh, he's a jockey that's been in great form so far. Uh, and off a mark of 82 with a £5 claim on board, I think he's got a great chance at 10 to 1. Yeah, great minds think alike. He was my selection in the race. Um got some good course form next to his name he finished fifth in the lincoln off uh off a four pound higher mark last year so he's well handicapped on that form he's also as well got not a bad relationship with billy Lucknane. uh they like say he finished second uh behind zip uh back in november so i think with the ground in his favor i think he's definitely worth uh, a good uh, each way bet there and i think he'll be there or thereabouts so me and katie like broken spear liz who did you like in the spring mile 
We've got a full house, <laughs> which never really happens. Um, but we are going from young ones to slightly older, more experienced ones. Um, the actual range of horses in this is from four to 11. Good old Raisin Sand making his 47th appearance at 11 years of age. Um, and, and as Katie was alluding to earlier, we have to remember that the ground here is likely to be soft, even possibly heavy uh, with the rain uh, that's coming. So I'm looking at last year's fifth in the Lincoln Broken Spear. Um, and he's won and placed in some big fields and prices in the past. Last seen only a couple of weeks ago on the all-weather, coming 12th or 14. But you could argue in his form that he needs a run before coming out to show his best. And as we were just saying, 16-year-old claimer Billy Lothnane claims a good five. So broken spear for me, you and Katie. Yeah, it's a full house. I'll probably put the mockers on it now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of people will find this one. And it'd be interesting to see what price he goes off. I think he could be nearly favourite there or thereabouts. But like we say, broken spear, 10 to 1 if you can still get it. We think that is a cracking price. So we move on to the 3 o'clock at Doncaster, where we go to the Potemps uh, Network Camus Trophy Stakes. It's a listed contest. And El Cabello is your favourite for Carl Berg at 5 to 2. We then got Comanche Falls at four to one, Asjad at uh, six to one, Kingsland at thirteen to two, Irez at nines, Fast Response at tens, and bigger are the rest. Liz, I'll come to you here first. Um, quite a tricky race, I thought this one. There's probably going to be a few in here that uh, might need the run. I thought there could be maybe a surprise on the cards, but how did you see it? I think there could be a surprise on the card, uh, but El Caballo should win this. But will he find the conditions too soft? not sure um alluding to my previous comments about the ground he has one on soft but only in his second start in 2021 so for the each way um i'm going for the other culvert runner fast response who should love this ground gets a two pound allowance for being a filly she won really well on heavy ground back in november in a listed event here at doncaster beating second favorite in this comanche falls back into fifth there is one downside is that she doesn't appear to perhaps go well fresh but I tend at tens. I think she's a good each way show. Okay, so uh, Liz has gone for the Kyle Burke second string on paper. Fast response. How about you, Katie? Well, with the like big fields on the card, you'd think we'd be picking different horses. But I'm in complete agreement with Liz. Uh, I really like. Yeah, I really like fast response. Um, I thought Comanche Falls, Al Caballo. I think they're going to be the ones to beat, but I found it difficult to split them. And I think they're short enough. So the value in here for me was fast response. Two from two at the track. Um, as Liz was saying, you know, the ground, I think it will suit this horse. Um, every time fast response has run on soft or heavy, she's won. Um, she has a bit to find on ratings and she's not really well off at the weights, but I think there's plenty in her favour and uh, definitely has each way claims that 10 to 1 could be the surprise package in the field okay two votes for fast response i'm unfortunately going to spoil the party because the one i like in here is asjad for uh, danny tadhope and james horton i think the key to this horse is first time out he's got a really good record he won last season at a red car first time out um in soft ground he absolutely should handle the conditions to an absolute t he's got lots of good form next to his name he won first time out as the two-year-olds last so yeah i think the freshness angle is key to him he really took a step forward last season i think if he runs up to his uh second behind a gold back in um october i think he has a really good chance of being there or thereabouts so for me 
At six to one, I don't think he's a bad each way bet there. So I'm going to side with Azjad and uh, fast response is for the girls at ten to one. We then move on to the feature race on Doncaster's card. It's the Potemps Network Lincoln Heritage Handicap, and again, an absolute uh, minefield of twenty-two runners. But we'll try our best. You can have a couple of selections each, but I'll just go through the market. Al Mahir um, is at a four to one for uh, William Haggis, who's got a very good record in this race. We've then got a while at 11 to 2, one East at 17 to 2, a Barador at 9 to 1, Atrium at 12s, along with Majestic and Montesib, Jimmy Hetton, Drexler's 14s, and bigger are the rest. KT, uh, like I said, it's a really competitive race, many angles into the race. Um, give me your shortlist. Well, in a race like this, I tend to look past the favourite, um, try and look for a bit more value. But I do quite like uh, Al Mabir. It's his first race after a wind up. The yard are in flying form already. And he's nicely bred by Frankel out of a high quality mare. Um, he's coped with heavy conditions and he isn't drawn too badly either. So I think there's a lot to like about his profile. He is up seven pounds for his win at Haydock last time. But I think he could be a progressive type. Um, he only raced once as a two-year-old and had been gaining experience last season at, at three. And I think this could be his, his time to shine. We know how good William Haggis is, especially um, in being patient with his horses and giving them time to develop. So, yeah, I think it could uh, pay off for him with Al Mabir. Uh, I'll also give a mention to his stablemate, Montesib, wearing a first-time tongue-tie. He's a horse that I backed quite a lot last season. He's very consistent and, and can be excellent on his day. Um, from an each-way angle, I really like Empire State of Mind. His form figures over a mile on soft read very well, and the race conditions should be perfect for him. Taylor Fisher claims a valuable £5, which could make all the difference. Uh, I think he's around 20 to 1, so I think he's a good each-way bet. Um, and I'll also say safe voyage, 40 to 1, brown to suit. He's the 10-year-old low draw, maybe not ideal, but he's a massive price. I'd expect him to shorten a bit. Um, but for me, Al Mabir would be my win selection and I would be having a bet on Empire State of Mind each way. Okay, so uh, uh, Casey thinks William Haggis might have the key to the race with the favourite Al Mabir here. But um, she also thinks that Empire State of Mind might be able to be rewarded for his consistency as well. So two selections in the Lincoln from Katie. Uh, Liz, how about you? Well, as we said, there's 22 horses line up over the one mile straight. A few stats on this race. There's only been one favourite to win this in the past 10 years, and that was Auxerre in 2019 at 5-2. to two. Biggest price winner in the past 20 years was last year's winner, Johan, at 28th. Um, and William Haggis, as we were just talking about, is one of the leading trainers who has won this four times, a day being the most standout in 2018. And the draw doesn't seem to matter, although a middle to high draw does seem to be preferential. Um, but I'm going for quite a big price, and Katie's already spoken about him, and that is Empire State of Mind. In his last 11 starts last season, he's won twice, placed six times, four of those second, in, in some big fields as well. Um, last seen in November at York, coming second by length, where he was the 5-1 to one favourite over the mile, um, but he should enjoy the soft, and as Katie was saying, Taylor Fisher claims five potentially useful pounds, so Empire State of Mind for me. Okay, so two votes for Empire State of Mind. I quite like two in this race. Fort Wanis stood out to me. He is drawn in 22, which could be a negative. 
but I think uh, Connections have had this race in mind. We've seen uh, these colours go quite well in the race in the past. I just think he's a, a likely candidate to run very well. He's run about 17 to 2. But uh, another horse I quite liked in this race was Encourageable. Um, in this race, sometimes you need the gaps to unfold. But we've seen time and time again, horses that get on the front end in these big field handicaps can sometimes just hang on. And I think the key to this horse could be soft ground encourageable. He's a horse that likes to be ridden prominently. Um, the only time he's really gone in testing conditions, he actually seems to relish it when he won uh, Thirsk. He is £5 higher than when winning uh, at the Yorkshire venue back in September. But I think he's a horse that's going places. He's got some good form next to his name as well. He was even uh, running in, in the listed Heron Stakes as a three-year-old earlier on in the season, then put away. I just think, uh, I think he's un... Um, he's got a bit of untapped potential in this kind of ground. He's 33 to 1. He is drawn low, but that wouldn't put me off at all. I think uh, if he can get off to a good start, he might just have too much uh, pace for them. And um, for me, I think he's a little bit overpriced. So uh, when he's for me, is my main selection. But I wouldn't put you off Encourageable as well if uh, you wanted to back him each way. So that's our thoughts then uh, on the final ITV race at Doncaster. We then move on to Kempton, where we've got three races to preview there and the first race we're going to look at is the 205 is the Unibet more extra place races magnolia stakes a listed contest and secret state is your favorite for the boys in blue uh will Buick and charlie Apple will be at 13 to 8 then got fox's tails next in at 11 to 2 Bellocho at 6 to 1 along with tyranian c phantom flight at sevens and bigger are the rest liz i'll come to you here first Secret State, he looks like he's the class angle in the race, but do we think he could be uh, vulnerable first time out? No. Um, as, <laughs> although I think it's more trickier than maybe the betting suggests, but um, a couple coming from group class down to listed, um, but this is why I am going with Secret State. Really good second behind Dover Legend in the group two, Great Voltigard Stakes at York back in August. But then a poor showing in listed class after that, six or seven, where he was the 11 to 10 favourite. Although you could, could argue that he was badly hampered two furlongs out. This is the second run after a wind up. He's been gelded and he is the highest rated on a mark of 111. And I think he's good for this. OK, so one vote for the jolly secret state. How about you, Katie? You in agreement? I'm not in agreement this time. Um, secret state, yeah, back in trip. My worry is he does receive three pounds from Bellocchio and is also rated three pounds higher. But Bellocchio is my selection. Um, on paper, you would expect Secret State to be winning. He may well do, but I'd rather oppose him at the prices and thinking that he might come on for the run. Um, and Bellocchio for David Manutio is a horse that I really like. He's gone well fresh in the past, bidding for a hat trick of wins. And I think he's worth sticking with. I was really impressed with the way he won the Wildflower Stakes. Uh, Siskini was in there, finished third in that race. And, and he was a very good second to Broome in the Dubai Gold Cup on Saturday. Uh, Baxter Rocco finished fourth uh, when he was 40 to 1 in that race. Huge prize for him. Uh, and he's franked the form since as well. Uh, I just think Bellocchio is going back into his own. He did show good form as a juvenile, won a listed race at Toulouse. Um, it's been a bit up and down since, but at the moment he's in great form and he's the one to beat for me. Okay, so Bellocchio for Katie. I'm actually going to go with Tyranian C. 
I think um, that form behind Lord North is the best form in the race. We saw Lord North win and defend his crown in Dubai uh, last week. Um, that was a good run, I thought, at Lingfield. Um, he does have to take maybe another step up to beat Secret State, but I think he's a horse that uh, is seen best on the all-weather. He had a couple of goes on the turf. He ran okay, but his form on the all-weather is at a different level. And for me, I think at 6-1, he's a little bit overpriced there, and I'd probably have him ahead of uh, Fox's Tails, who uh, is trained by Andrew Bolden. They've not been in the best of form the Bolden's one from 12 in the last fortnight whereas Roger Verin has only had a, a few runners but he's two from three so the other are in much better form and I just think uh, at a price I think he might be able to put it up to the favourite so Tyrrhenian C for me Secret State for Liz and Katie's going to go with the Dav Manuzio trained Bellocchio we then move on to the 240 it's the uni bet improved bet builder handicap it's a london mile series qualifier over a mile and we've got a rogues gallery in here i'm not talking about horses necessarily maybe some trainers uh al mama is your favorite at 92 we then got naval commander at five to one million thanks at 13 to two along with brain stately home at eights darwell line at 12s and bigger are the rest uh Casey, some of my favourite trainers are represented in this race. Uh, are you going to go for any of them? I'm going to go for an Andrew Balding horse. I am going for the favourite here, uh, Al Mama, Oshie Murphy on board, where his first time cheek pieces could probably help sharpen him up, but it isn't a strong fancy at all. Um, I found this quite a tricky race. Wasn't sure what to make of it, but think Almama is, is probably the right favourite and he would be the one that I'd go for. Uh, it would be nice to see Stockpile win half-brother to the brilliant pile driver, but he is a big price. He is yet to show um, the same uh, ability as his half-brother, but uh, if he was to show a little bit of, of what pile driver is able to do, then yeah, he'd, he'd have a good chance, but um, I think he needs to to take a significant step forward to do that. So for me, Alma Ma. Okay, Katie's siding with Alma Ma. How about you, Liz? I'm not in agreement. Um, <laughs> I'll go for the top weight Naval Commander. who's dropping down in class from his last run, which was here at Kempton at the beginning of February, where he finished second, narrowly just denied by a short head. Um, Bear Force One, who also runs in this, was third by three and a half lengths. Um, but Naval Commander does like to be ridden prominently, which may guide in terms of how this race will pan out. I think he's still fairly likely raced for his age, and this race sh could see him back to winning ways. Okay, so naval commander is for Liz. I like uh, Cliffs of Capri here. I thought um, off a mark of 83, he's quite well handicapped and he might just get this race run to suit for Jamie Osborne. Shane Kelly's bitch as well. I always have to take note when Shane's riding. Uh, normally rides a lot of uh, the shrewd uh, the shrewd horses. But um, I think Cliffs Capri here, he could just get this race set up for him. He's a horse that needs a strong pace. There's going to be a lot of pace on in here. He likes the brains. He likes to go forward. Naval Commander's been known to go forward in the past. Stately Home goes forward. So I think they could go a bit of a gallop here. And if they do, that could just set it up for Cliffs Capri. He's run about... 16-20, he's drawn wide, but he'll probably drop in out the back. I'm not too concerned about that. But for me, I think he's a little bit overpriced here, and I'm going to recommend him each way.
race. So that's our thoughts then on the 240. The last race we're going to preview is the 315 at Kempton. It's the Unibet Queen's Prize handicap. And Aztec Empire is your favourite, 15 to 8. Bandanelli's next in at 4 to 1. Duty of Care at 5s. Aced at 7s. Bascal at 8s. And Sleeping Lion is the outsider. Uh, Liz, I'll come to you here first. Aztec Empire, he was very impressive when winning the last time out. Do we think he's going to get another course and distance win? Yes. Um, I am sticking with the favourite. He's had a bit of a blip in his handicap debut at Southall at the start of February, but he won well 20 days later here at Kempton, where they upped him two miles in the Class 3. Um, he'll be fit for this Class 2 handicap and should be open for further progress. I think he's a nice type. Um, so Aztec Empire for me. OK, one vote for Aztec Empire. Katie, we're going to make it two. Well, I hope it's going to be a good day for Liz uh, with her bets <laughs> on Saturday because, yeah, we're in agreement once again. Um, I did think it was interesting that five of the six runners in here are winners over course and distance. Um, the Aztec Empire up £6 for his win over course and distance here in February. Bandinelli has gone well fresh in the past. Finished six in the Northumberland Plate last season. It's £1 lower running here off a mark of 97 GT of Care, interesting as well, bidding for hat-trick of wins over course and distance, uh, now £9 higher than when beginning his winning sequence. And uh, aced it, has a bit to find with Aztec Empire going on there than when the pair last met. But he is better off at the weights this time around, could be a little bit closer. But yeah, I'm with Liz, I think Aztec Empire will win. Um, he is quite short in the market uh, in what is... A relatively open race, um, despite there being only six runners. I'm not sure if the outsiders will be good enough to to pass Aztec Empire, but I think there are a couple of improving horses in here. Um, and maybe a forecast with one of the outsiders could be a decent bet. I'm not sure which one, though, because there are a couple in here. Um, Aced it, as I mentioned, and even possibly Bascule for Richard Hughes. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I would be going for Aztec Empire. Okay, two votes for Aztec Empire. Again, I'm going to spoil the party. I am going to go for Bandinelli, who won this race last year. I know he has to give away away to the majority of his rivals except Sleeping Lion, but I just think tactically we could see a William Buick masterclass. There's not that much pace on in here. Quite a few of them like to come from off the pace. And I just think the the, the small field could suit Bandinelli. I could see Will Buick going to the front, slowing down the sectionals and making it into a little bit of a speed test at the end. And for me, I just think Aztec Empire, you just might lack that little bit of experience in a race of this nature. He's got obvious form claims on paper, but for me, I just would have that concern in the back, back of my mind if this did become a tactical affair. So I'm going to go with Bandanelli, but we've got two strong votes for Aztec Empire. So that's the ITV action around it off. Katie, I'm just going to come to you. You said that you had another horse that uh, you wanted to mention that's going to be running this weekend. Uh, who is it and uh, where is it going to run? Yeah, in the last race at Kempton on Saturday, the five o'clock, um, a horse that I backed quite a few times last season did very well. Um, is simply Sondheim. I think he's worth another chance off a mark of 87. He recorded a six-timer after being gelded last campaign and he's £31 higher than when he began his winning sequence. He was disappointing last time out, but I think he could bounce back for George Bowie. OK, Simply Sondheim is uh, Katie's extra selection. I've just got one. Um, runs 
in the four tenant Doncaster Sir Network Doncaster Mile Stakes Listed Contest. I thought Tackered Bay was interesting for Richard Hannum and Sean Levy. He seemed to thrive when running on soft ground uh, last season. Um, when there was ease in the conditions, he had a really good record. And I didn't think he shaped too badly on his return when he ran in the Lincoln Trial Handicap at uh, at of Wolverhampton earlier this month. I just think in this kind of company, I think he's worth a shot. I think there's a few horses in here that won't necessarily like the ground. He's around about 13 to 2, and I just didn't think he was a bad price there for connections that won this race last year with Chindit. So that rounds off um, this edition of the In The Saddle podcast. Thanks again to Liz and Katie for giving up their time. Hopefully we found you some winners this weekend. Please remember to subscribe to us on all the major podcast platforms. We're available on Spotify, Apple and SoundCloud. You can follow us on social media where we're on Twitter and at Instagram. Please remember to gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon.